1: The thrill and excitement of March mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours.
2: Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
3: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice.
1: Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the YES Network. And today is Monday, March 20th, from our incredible core group of NBA journalists. We're joined now by NBA.com senior writer Sean Powell. And Sean, let's get into the Eastern Conference standings. In particular, up at the top, because it's tight. We're taking a look at Milwaukee, who's now two and a half games ahead of Philadelphia and Boston um, as the Bucks beat the Raptors. Last night, and when you look at this, first let's talk about this Milwaukee team, um, because we knew for many years they just ran through the regular season, so dominant. Um, They prioritized the postseason and the things they were working on a little bit more last season than what was happening in the regular season. But right now, as they sit in that top seed, how important do you think with this group and that group that's kind of separated themselves in those three teams, the importance of the number one seed in the conference may be as you look at the postseason picture?
4: Well, the big thing about the number one seed is that assuming that the seedings hold firm, uh, you wouldn't have to go through uh, Philadelphia. You wouldn't have to go through Boston. And see, let's assume in the semifinals you play the, the winner of the Knicks and Cavaliers. OK, so having to play Cleveland, no offense to Cleveland. I, I love the Cavaliers, what they've done this year, Donovan Mitchell, all that. But having to go through Cleveland is a lot easier than having to go through, you know, uh, Philadelphia with Joel Embiid or the Boston Celtics with Jason Tatum. Uh, so I think that that is the beauty of the number one pick. And I would also say the same thing, by the way, for Philadelphia or Boston to get the number one pick. You just don't you just have a little bit of an easier task in the semifinals. It's very tough to have to go through two of those three teams to get to the NBA finals because they're all on a roll and they all have tremendous. They're all led by tremendous talents, MVP caliber caliber players. You've got Giannis, obviously, with the Bucks got Joel Embiid, Philadelphia, Jason Tatum with Boston. Very tough to do. But getting back to the uh to the Bucks. I mean, you know, right now I think they're in the best shape because number 1, they're already in first place there, of course. Uh they have Giannis, number 2, and I think Chris Middleton is slowly trying to get back into the fold.
1: Yeah, Chris says, "Well, you get 2, I get 3."
4: Another thing about this Milwaukee Bucks team is that I think they have more defensive depth than most teams, if not any team in the NBA. And I say that because, number one, of course, you know Giannis, you know, elite defender. Brooke Lopez is probably the leader for the Defensive Player of the Year award. He's probably not even the best defender on his team. They've got Drew Holiday right there. Chris Middleton, if he gets healthy, has been known to be a pretty good defender. So all of a sudden, when you look at those numbers— you know, Bobby Portis is another one, too. You look at those numbers, that what they're bringing uh, defensively. I know when you start talking about the playoffs and, you know, you're only playing against one team in a best of seven series, uh, I think defense more often than not comes through, particularly this year when everybody is scoring like 130 points a game. Something's got to give. Give me the team that plays the best defense, and I'll give you a team that's possibly going to be the next nba champion
1: yeah you mentioned chris middleton and since he's been worked back into the starting lineup um what do you think that has done playing without him for so long uh drew holiday taking over more responsibility obviously a lot on the offensive side um but what do you think that's done for this group and now him being reintegrated back in just the ways in which obviously a a championship pedigree type player, Um, but the ways in which the team learned to play without him and the ways in which you mentioned defensive depth, um, but just depth in general of this group and the responsibility throughout the courses of games of guys being able to take on different loads.
4: Yeah, that's a great question because Uh, unfortunately, Milwaukee would love uh, not to have that experience, particularly starting last year when he got hurt near the end of the year and they had to go through basically the entire postseason without him. Uh, And you saw what his absence meant meant, uh, in their best of seven against the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Semifinals. That series went down to a game seven. If Chris Middleton had been in that series, number one, I'm not so sure that goes seven games. And then number two, in that seventh game, they could have used him because Boston finally figure out how to best defend Giannis. You know, you had Al Horford going in and, and a couple other players chipping in. And I think Giannis at the end of that series kind of worn down uh, to have that other player on the floor who can take some of the scoring burden, uh, who's got some shooting range. Very good mid-range shot as well, and can chip in defensively. It makes all the difference in the world in a very tough seven-game series. So yes, they they do have the experience of playing without Chris Middleton, and they've done pretty well all things considered. You know, I mean Middleton just last week uh, had a thirty-point game. It was his first thirty-point game in over a year.
1: Joe Ingles on the inbound, right to Chris. You called it, Marcus. He buries it.
4: And Milwaukee has held up over that year. Uh, Obviously, a lot has to do with Giannis, you know, the world orbits around him. But they played, actually played some decent basketball even without Giannis. So I just think this team is very cohesive. It's been together now for a few years now. The core group has been there together for a few years. And I think, Sarah, that also helps out when you're talking about taking a player away from the unit. These guys know each other. They know where the ball goes, has to go. They know what type of defense they have to play and Bud keeps them but uh, keeps them all, all together as a coach. So this is a veteran team and veteran teams handle those situations a lot better than teams that, you know, just put together over the last few years.
1: We're talking about a veteran team, um, but speaking of a young team, but an experienced team, one that has been to the finals just last season, Um, a lot of runs to the Eastern Conference Finals, same core group, this Boston Celtics team. Uh, They were the ones that were the front runners in the early part of the season. They've now lost six of their last 11 games. That includes a three-game losing streak. Um, Now Philadelphia is tied for them in that second seed. What do you make of where the Celtics are at right now and just how they're playing and how they're playing at this time of the season when you hope to be playing your best and playing um, it in some ways at your peak?
4: Well, it might've been a little bit unrealistic to think that the Celtics were gonna keep the pace that they started uh, early in the year. Uh, you know, They were really pretty much on a the roll. Uh, they were really at command first place in the East finally lost that position early part of February, haven't really regained it back. And then right behind them, you know, you've got Philadelphia, arguably the hottest team in the NBA, arguably with the hottest player in the NBA breathing down their neck. And then you had, uh, you know, you had uh, Jaden Brown played well, but Jason Tatum had a couple games there where he really wasn't efficient. And then they lost Robert Williams, uh, their center. So, I mean, look, this team is too talented to you know fall to obviously four that's not gonna happen. They're gonna finish second or third or maybe even get the first place if if Milwaukee stumbles. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think they had to kind of keep the ship afloat uh, because they're neck and neck with two very talented teams. I mean, if you in probably in any other year, if you're the Celtics and you, Go through a stretch of two or three week stretch where you're just playing roughly 500 ball. Eh, you know, it's a big deal. But this year, with the Sixers so hot, Joel Embiid on fire. And with the Milwaukee Bucks obviously playing uh, well and basically took that first place from you. I mean, any kind of slippage is going to hurt you a little bit. So I think the Celtics in the big picture are, you know, pretty deep, pretty good, pretty decent and everything right now. I just don't think they're going to get that first place uh, back. I just think that there's just too much competition right now from the team that already has first place and also from the team in third place. I mean, like I said, Philadelphia watch out. They're just playing great basketball.
1: Playing great basketball and they're actually they're one they're one game ahead in the loss column of um Boston and one game back in the win column, so essentially tied for that second seed um, percentage percentage points ahead of the Boston Celtics are the 76ers the real deal. I feel like throughout the course of the season, we at times we've been talking a lot about this MVP race between Jokic and Embiid. Um, but you look at what they've been doing, how him and James Harden have continued to build such a great connectivity and chemistry. They've now won. Let me get this, Sean. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, they're a straight win. Embiid driving,
0: spinning, fading,
1: Against the Indiana Pacers just on Saturday, Uh, what do you make of this Philadelphia team and their true title contention hopes uh, that they have and they have with this group?
4: Well, you hit on what I think was the most important thing is the cohesiveness between James Harden and Joe Embiid. I think if you saw last year, I mean, look, uh, Harden just joined the team. And when you've got two superstars like that, they've got to be on the same page. And I think at first, James Harden just, you know, just bent over backwards just to kind of blend in and everything, passed up shots and really wasn't himself. And Joel Embiid even said, hey, man, play your game, play your game. And you saw how James Harden didn't play his game in the playoffs and it cost him. And I think they've had now a year together. And I think it's now it's working out. You see where James Harden is right at the top and Terms of assists in the NBA. And you see what uh Joe OMB it is right at the top in terms of scoring. So now they know what their roles are and, and how they can best elevate each other. James
3: has been sipping for the of
4: youth. As far as whether or not Philadelphia is the real deal, uh, by the way, shout out to Tyrese Max. He's played really well in addition. Uh as far as whether or not we'll find out whether Philadelphia is a real deal, I think you need to circle two dates on the calendars, April 2nd and April 4th. Uh, Philadelphia will play the Boston Celtics and they'll play the Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, that late in the season with only a few games remaining after that, we'll see where they are in the standings and whether or not they can capture first place. I don't know, but those back-to-back games, I think uh, Philadelphia might want to make a little bit of a statement there. Usually this time of year, you know, contending teams will start taking their foot off the accelerator, off the gas a little bit, kind of prepare their best players for the playoffs and beyond. But I think this is one of those years where, you know, two things Philadelphia has going forward in terms of wanting to do something late in the season. Number one, Joel Embiid, in a very close MVP race, does not want to lift his foot off the gas pedal. You know, he's within range, Sarah, and he really wants that MVP. Get out, get out. Embiid, bully ball. Based on an unofficial polling by me, I think he's right there neck and neck with uh, Jokic might even be ahead. The other thing is I think Philadelphia has this great thing going on right now. They're the hottest team. And I think they want to take that surge right into the playoffs. Playing well and suiting everybody up for those two games with possibly first place at stake, I think is, you know, Philadelphia is going to want to come for those two games.
1: Yeah, in another team that is hot has been the Sacramento Kings, um, and one of those players has helped propelling them. That's a part of your Jerry West Clutch Award rankings. We're going to talk about those right after the break.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California, and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at BP.com slash investing in America.
1: The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours.
2: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text hope ny four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut... Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
5: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
1: Welcome back to NBA Pulse, Sarah Kusty joined by Sean Powell. And Sean, I, I'm excited about this award that they have this year, the Jerry West Clutch Award Rankings. We talk so much about the importance of clutch play. Um, now you got the numbers, the analytics, all the things to go back behind it. Uh, you have a new rankings coming out tomorrow. Uh, fill us in on, on who's the leader and some of the others that have impressed you with how they've been playing in the clutch moments. I guess we have
4: to really define what clutch is, obviously. That means, you know, you're the man. <laughs> you are <the>, you know, <laughs> basically, your money with the game on the line. The last five minutes of a close game and an overtime. Uh, uh, how efficient are you? How much of an impact do you have? And I think when you think about this award um, and what it means, named after the great Jerry West, who was as clutch as it came when he played. Uh, I, when it, When the season started and this award was created, I, I don't know how many people had De'Aaron Fox of the Sacramento Kings. Open
3: up the floor. Fox going to go to work. Pulls up for the winner. Got it. D. Fox with some dynamite.
4: Blown up the Bulls. You know, no offense to De'Aaron Fox, but he was never an all-star, right? Uh, Sacramento Kings were never played any meaningful games, at least not past Christmas. And so I'm thinking not a lot of players probably had, uh, Darren Fox. Maybe, uh, you had DeMar DeRozan. Cause last year, remember, Sarah, he's making all those big time baskets in the last two minutes of games with the Chicago Bulls. He had back to back buzzer beaters, and, you know, hitting three point shots, which for him was a little bit different cause he's a mid range maestro. Uh, so you had, uh, DeMar DeRozan. But now, ever since the season began, De'Aaron Fox has just taken ownership of this award. And this is a guy who leads all clutch, all players in clutch situations in points. He's very efficient, and he just gets it done. And Sacramento keeps going to him time and time again in close games, and he keeps delivering. There was one game uh, a week ago, coincidentally, against the Chicago Bulls, when you had the clutch showdown. You had DeMar DeRozan. And he had De'Aaron Fox. And it was a close game. What more could you wish for, Sarah? A close game, a clutch moment for these two clutch players. And so what does DeMar DeRozan do in a tight game? He goes up for a three-point shot. Again, a little bit out of character for him. Makes the shot, gets fouled, and has a four-point play. Oh, my goodness, Sarah. What's going to happen next? You know what's going to happen next. Sacramento gets the ball. They go to De'Aaron Fox. He makes a three-point shot. The game winner with 0.7 seconds left. It was what all those clutch, all those fans of the Clutch Award out there, it's what they wished for, Sarah. They were sitting there waiting for something to happen and it unfolded exactly the way you want it to happen. So I think that that was the final straw for the Clutch Award. I know we got one more ladder to go in April, but if De'Aaron Fox is going to lose this award, it's going to be the biggest surprise in the NBA this season.
1: I love it I love it And uh, the Sacramento Kings Of course tied with The Memphis Grizzlies For second place In the West It's going to be interesting To see how all those things Pan out Uh, Sean you're the best We appreciate you And we look forward uh, To next time Having you on Anytime Sarah Yes We'll have you back We'll have you back soon Uh, NBA Pulse With Sarah Kustak Is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio Please rate, review And subscribe on the iHeartRadio app Or wherever You get your podcasts